This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> That was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. All right, welcome into another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. I had to pause because I'm waiting for Lyndon uh, to do this gross sound effect that he has shown us tonight and keeps finding ways to do it whenever I'm trying to start the show here. He's taught me the sound, and I feel like I can't wait to use it. Go ahead. Show everyone. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's not okay. Um, what, is, what is that That's sound what she like? said. Huh? <laughs> it's not what, okay. That's bad? what she said. <laughs> I, I, what do you want me to say to that? I don't know. Anyway, that's Rodney um, and Lyndon, the teacher of bad habits, and I'm Chet. Uh, we are Down the Hall Podcast. Every single week, we bring a movie recommendation of the week for you because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch, and we help you sift through the endless options. So tonight, we're going to definitely do that for you. Uh, we're also going to look at this thing called Netflix. Have you heard of that, Rodney? Uh, it sounds like Netflix and chill. Uh, does sound like that. Netflix. We'll get to that. We're also going to talk about twins who were born around midnight at daylight savings time. So we're going to talk about that as well. Mm, sounds like a bore. Uh-huh. And then the, <laughs> on topic with the movie of the, of the week, we're going to talk about uh, the extreme lengths that some sex doll owners are going to to make sure that they are taken care of, that the sex dolls are taken care of in the event of the owner's death. Now, did they write this story about you? We're going to get to all of that. But first, Rodney has a new uh, segment that he wants to introduce to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, we're going to call it Barguments because I, I don't know any other way. Of, What's it called? Uh, barguments. So, so I see what you did there. So you took the word bar, mm-hmm. as in the test that all lawyers must pass. Exactly. And it's arguments. a legal test. Okay. And arguments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so legal arguments. They're very... They're very. We're going to do Roe v. Wade. We're going to do a lot of uh, American. I, I hope you're ready for this, Lyndon. What? No, I'm going to. We're going to call it arguments, even though this was formerly on a different podcast that I did. And I'm sure uh, when my former co-hosts uh, hear this, I'm sure they'll be upset. But you know what? I really don't care. Uh, so my the first argument that I'm going to ask you guys. You guys ready? Yes. All right. So if you had the choice. Every meal that you eat from here on out, you'll either have to pull a hair out of your mouth at some point during that meal, a hair that was not your own, but you will physically have to pull that out, or you have to eat every meal with the full knowledge that someone has completely spit in it, but you don't taste any different. So someone's hair or someone's spit. Exactly. Spit that you don't taste, but you know that they've spit in it. Or the hair, when you pull it out, what type of hair is it? it? Where from the body has it come from? And do you have to pull it out between your teeth? How uncomfortable is it to pull it out? How long is the hair? Do I feel it sliding out of my throat? Is it a curly hair? It's at least least, uh, five inches. Five inch hair? Yeah, so like you feel it move on your tongue. Okay. Um... (laughs) I'm gonna go, but there's only ever the one hair in the meal. There's just the one hair. There's just you're always gonna pull a hair out. One singular long hair at every meal. Somebody else's hair is gonna come out. And there's no other hair in the meal. Nope, just the one. It's not a complicated question, Lord London. (laughs) I know, but 
I, it's a good. I like. I love the follow up. That's kinda, exactly I, what the purpose of this with is. The, with the other option, there's a lot of spit in there. What's there, a lot? What's it, your it, tolerance for spit? It's <laughs> it's definitely a lot of spit in there, but you can't tell the difference. Like you can't it, taste it. Is it a healthy no. person spit? It's part of the. It's this is part of the argument. So I don't get to choose the person whose hair or whose spit I'm ingesting. First, well, see, here's the thing: is because I know you both are creeps. I had a follow-up question anyway, which was to say, <laughs> if you knew it was a supermodel's hair one, or spit, one way or the other, that was going to be my next follow-up to see if that changed the answer. But I see you guys already want to know who's spitting and whose hair. I got to be honest; that just makes you sound weird. That that would be something that you'd consider. I, no, I knew that I had to think for YouTube creeps. What other things that I? What other follow-up? questions and that I didn't that even pop into my head i'm just thinking it sounds like it is i just want to know if the person has aids <laughs> I, that's all i need to know um Lyndon, what do you I think i don't know i don't know whether they could well here's be. the thing i mean i feel like i lived this from like 1990 till when i moved out in 2007 so because i had grew up with sisters and my, i feel like there was always hair in the food that i was eating like at least one in every home-cooked mm. meal i feel like i was always finding hair I pulled a hair out of a sandwich I ate earlier today. That's where this question came from. Did you? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This is like literally came from, well, from that. What was your reaction? Because that this is my reaction was, wow, I've got a great argument. And you kept eating, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So what if you knew that the person spit into it? What if that's the- that's what that's where this question came from? That's why I'm <laughs> asking you guys the question. I, I need you, say- you guys to no longer stall. I need you to pick it. No, I need to know how much spit, and is it just one person spit? Because if it's just one person, I feel sorry for them. I could have a dry mouth for a, a lot of time. It's well, you, they didn't empty their saliva cavity <laughs> spitting into your food. They just spit. They spit just, one good loogie into your. Oh, there's oh, a, loogie. a loogie. Oh, well, that, that, that changes, changes everything. Give me the hair. You're not gonna taste it. You're Wait, not gonna but taste it. You didn't it. say it was a. Am I gonna before, see though? it? Because that's like snot. It's not just saliva. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but the thing is, it's it. The the point is that someone has spit. Yes, a loogie. Someone has hawked a loogie so into it. But you're not gonna texturally or taste wise, you're not gonna taste the are spit. You, are you gonna visually see it? You just, you, you just may know. or may not see them through thing. through the door that they did it. But you're gonna have seen it, but you will not see it on the food. When you know the what? food comes out, it <laughs> looks right. regular. I have my answer. Yeah, I'm taking the spit. All right. Ooh. You know, this is the old ignorance is bliss thing because the, the reality is like a lot of the places. But it's not ignorance. You but know. you're not ignorant. Are you? No, 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 you know no, no. I know. I, know. I, I get that. I get that. But I could tune it out. I could just tune it out because you got to think like a lot of the places we go to, you know, the idea that that the person making the food is going to be like 100% clean and that there is not some piece of them, whether it be a piece of the them. sneeze <laughs> or a little bit of sweat mm. or whatever. Like I feel like. We probably are already dealing with that reality as it is. So mm. I'm going to take that just because at least I don't have to interrupt. I, I'm not going to be physically reminded of it every time, like pulling out hair from my mouth. At least mm. in this case, um, I can basically <laughs> tune it out. Yeah. So I'm going to I spit. Think Rodney's answered it though, hasn't he? Found a big hair in his sandwich, pulled it out, went, huh, carried on eating. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're going with the hair. I think so. Huh. All right. Now, Chet, if it were my spit or your wife's hair, does that change your answer? Yeah, it definitely changed my answer. I don't know if you know this by now, Rodney, but anything involving you, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> like, Lyndon, if it were if it were uh, my hair, hair <laughs> <laughs> or your wife's spit, well, that that changes everything, doesn't it? All right, what about a supermodel spit in my hair? I'm still... Again, <laughs> anything that's not Rodney. <laughs> it's good to know. 
Um, I, I hope think... that every week the argument ends with just, I don't know, whatever's not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm glad that I had my follow-up ready, which was to see how creepy you guys were. So it's it's clear. You guys would take your wives over me. Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, um, a quick-fire regular game called Three is the Magic Number. So you both get to suggest a name for my third child each week. Oh. Oh. We get to suggest a name. Suggest. <clears throat> okay. Um, or I can want, veto we, it straight we, away. We're gonna go uh, right boys' at, names or girls' names this week? I'm going right? to go with the girls' name. Gonna... Girls' name? Sierra. Okay, I'm going to go Nevada. We are drinking Sierra Nevadas right now, if you're curious. Sierra, Sierra a name? No, no, Sierra, as in mist. Oh. Yeah, okay. Sierra. I Nevada's feel like both out. of those are females' names, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nevada. I mean, Nevada. Nevada's kind of like a stripper name. So, <laughs> so Sierra. Ah, Sierra's like a name. Now, would you rather have Sierra's spit in your food or not? <laughs> Definitely Sierra's spit. There's All no right. doubt. All right, well, you get those. I've... Sierra Nevada. Mm. Well, I've run those names past Lindsay, but I don't think they're making the list. Okay. You guys ready to get into the movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, so tonight's movie can be found on Netflix. Um, before I even say anything about it, so we've we've kind of incorporated new things into the show lately. We've we used to spend way more time focused on every movie we talked about, and you know we've kind of moved past that to just giving <laughs> the, the simple suggestion, right? <laughs> we've moved past that to Rodney Smith <laughs> arguments to arguments, <laughs> but I, but I will say like. If if I could re- like if 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 people I know some people watch the movies that we recommend every week and, and they tell us that and then others you know they they put them to on their watch list. I'm telling you right now, this movie this week is one that is absolutely worth prioritizing. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's one that I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, but it is recently on Netflix. It's called Her, mm. and that came out in 2013. Um, has uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Is it Joaquin or Joachim? It's not Joachim. <laughs> like Joachim Noah. That's not, Joachim. I'm kidding. That's I'm kidding. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Amy Adams, Scarlett Johansson, and then Rooney Mara in flashbacks. But this is actually – this is a really good movie. Um, guys, before I even explain it, it has an 8.0 on IMDb. Wow, that is really high. That's extremely high. Like, so high. Think of the best movies that of all time and check them on IMDb and they're going to be in the 8s. And this is an 8.0. Um Rotten Tomatoes in the 90, 96%, I believe it was. I, mm. I just looked and now I forget. Um, but anyway, all that to say, it's a movie. It's it's based on um, this story of, of uh, Joaquin, I almost said Joachim, Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> who it could be he, Joachim. he lives in like a futuristic society, which at this point doesn't seem too far off. But basically, um, there's this interactive operating system, kind of like Alexa, right? But like way mm. more... Um, way more conversational, yeah. way more kind of throughout your day. Yeah, built into your life. Built into your actual life to where he's conversing with this operating system as though he would converse with a human. And that's where lines are crossed and, and kind of there's a lot of gray area. So what this basically comes down to, it's a story about a man who is living in a in a world where the technology is kind of taking place of, of human relationships in his life. And there is this great character played by Amy Adams who is the human relationship he has in his life. And the whole time you're just like, just, you know, there you go. Like that's that's a great person in your life. But to him, he's getting more and more entranced by the operating system voiced by Scarlett Johansson. And mm-hmm. what this what this movie basically shows is, is sort of this uh, this dramatic telling of of a man in a romantic setting. There's some kind of dark humor to it. Um, it's it's a lot like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah, in the sense that it, it takes technology and the implications of what it would be played out. Um, but a friend of ours uh, told us told me at least that. 
when after he watched her, it made him rethink how he viewed relationships in general. Um, because w- as this movie progresses, I don't want to give too much away, but he begins to get closer and closer to this operating system. Mm-hmm. And the way it kind of converses back with him is she or it um, kind of sees him in that way too. And then how that how that carries itself out. So this mm-hmm. is one that, again, it's 8.0 on IMDb. I mean, that's obviously a universally loved movie. High Rotten Tomato score. It's accessible to you on Netflix. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. I give it also an 8. Uh, probably like an 8.5. I'm going to stick an 8. Uh, 8 out of 10. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I think I went 8. Um, it's it's definitely a... One of, like I think you said, like a Black Mirror episode. I think that's that's definitely the feel that it has. And I think one of the other, to its credit, uh, it does a really good job of showing a future world that really makes you feel like, oh, this is a future but attainable future. I know that I you always ridicule me because it, it's not spaceships. It's not like some... like. They're not in leather Rodney, suits. do you know that spaceships exist right now? <laughs> what noise would they make? <laughs> also, do you know that... What noise are the aliens in making Dubai? inside the spaceship? Do you know that in Dubai, the... the oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> do you know that in Dubai, the uh, police are training on, like, uh, hover hoverboard motorcycles? Oh, I, I, I would stick... I, I would push some people off those so quick. So you gave it an 8.0. Yeah. Uh, great movie. Um, haunting. A little bit haunting. It's Very a, it's haunting. A, it's a it's a it's a heavy movie. That's okay. the only thing I would say you didn't quite cover. It's it's heavy. It's mm-hmm. can be hard to watch at times. Lyndon, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great film. I think Scarlett Johansson is perfect voice in it. Interestingly, she wasn't the original voice. Uh, they re-recorded it uh, all afterwards. Um, really? Who was it? I. What's that? Who was it? There's a British actress called Samantha Morton, and she was there on set while they filmed it, did all the scenes actually on set with Joachim Phoenix. But then when uh, when um, the director, uh, Spike Jones, when he went to edit it, the, something wasn't right with the voice. And actually, Scott Johansson's voice is perfect in the role. So I can oh, see that. And I, I think like... Does that feel like a kick in the teeth or Did what? Did she get paid? Did she, I mean, she, she got, definitely she got, got paid. paid but, no, yeah. she got paid and apparently it was quite amicable and he spoke to her and the way it was reported that she agreed to it. And that's why, because uh, Amy Adams' character is called Amy in the film and that's why the OS system is called Samantha because the actress is Samantha Morton. But they had to keep the name. So that's that's quite interesting. But I think, Man. but like you said, Joaquin it is like... Phoenix's a, name is not Joaquin <laughs> What a kick in the no. teeth. Yeah. No. Right? I mean, how insulting would that be? How insulting? I don't think it is. I mean, if if you walked up to me and said, Chet, like, everything that you're doing in your life is going to be replaced by Scarlett Johansson, I'd say, you know what? That's probably the right call. I'm probably not the right fit. It's probably Scarlett. No, no. It would be like if they said, hey, everything that you did is actually going to be re-recorded by Rodney. It's not by not Scarlett no, Johansson. That, That's, you, it's not. It it's is not, literally it, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, but if you're an actress, like, like... You know, it's not. I assure you, Samantha Stone <laughs> would not have the same reaction if it was Rodney Hart. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm saying if it were you, and then you got re like in in your own. So you in, think that I am Samantha Stone to <laughs> your Scarlett? Absolutely. <laughs> That's I, how you. I, I do. I think so. Okay. I think. Okay. Saying something. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I, I do think it's a very we good film. Him and he goes, "Sorry, yeah, sorry." <laughs> well, continue. You know, I, <laughs> I will. The cinematography is great. I do think it's a bit overlong, and I do think it is um, very heavy, kind of one of these Oscar-worthy films. So it doesn't have a massive rewatchability for, uh, factor for me, but I do really like it, and it's a high seven for me. 
What exactly is an overlong? It's like those things that you put on, like, if you don't want to wear a belt and you clip them to your pants and then put them oh, over your shoulders. Overalls. Overlongs. Oh, overalls. If oh, at any point thing. during the film, I'm looking at my watch and then I know it's, an, it's a bit too overlong. You've never heard of Overlong, the famous Foo Fighters song? Mm, no, I haven't. Overwatch? Overwatch. <clears throat> Underwhelming. I, I do like that I tuned out everything Lyndon said after he said overlong, just trying to think of jokes I could make. <laughs> All about overlong. But he's right. It, it, it's a it's a tad long. It's a tad long. I I will say breaking up over two nights. It's, that's two Black Mirror episodes, part one and part two. Yeah. It's, it's two, two hours long. I feel like you're you're now couching the recommendation if you say watch it over two nights. I think you couch it by saying it's a tad long. Do you know what noise he, he was making with Samantha? Huh? Oh, don't don't <laughs> don't do not. Uh, on that uh, note, uh, on that note, so we have to talk about it. So one of the the interesting you know, facets of this movie is that he develops this romantic relationship with the operating system. And his view of it is much different than hers, obviously, as she's ever learning and she's like ever long, but ever learning. It's, it's different. Uh, so it's, it's just interesting how it plays itself out, but like, it's true. Like if you think about it, like in today's society, the, the ways that technology takes a place of human interaction, I mean, it happens in all facets of life. Um, and on that note, there is a story that I have to read you guys that I, I came across, I came upon this week and I think it, uh, I think it was perfect in terms of, uh, in terms of this movie. So, um, <clears throat> this comes from Medium. I don't know if you guys have ever read anything from Medium. So, uh, it says that some sex doll owners develop a deeply meaningful relationship with their synthetic companions. So intense are these connections that owners are making arrangements to ensure their doll as an end-of-life plan in the event of their death, in the event of the owner's death. One man says he intends to build a glass case encased, a glass encased shrine in his home for his sex doll to live in after he dies, with his cremated remains held in an urn inside its head. Is this like, where are the, like, I... Other These owners. are like in Japan, right? Like <laughs> Japan is where like a lot of the most advanced sex dolls are, right? Probably. I don't know that the, it doesn't necessarily give a country of origin for this story, but I, I would imagine it probably. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I don't know that sex doll owners in, in, <laughs> yeah, in Massachusetts are any weirder. You're than the reading. Ones in Japan. You're reading like the synopsis on Instagram. No, I know. Of course, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. They're not gonna <laughs> get my click. They got a <laughs> screenshot. If it says others, other owners have asked their real life friends to care for their dolls after they die many of whom are sex doll owners themselves. We spoke to several sex doll owners about how they plan to take care of their synthetic lovers after they die and got some input from will and trust attorneys on how they'd handle such requests. I, that's all I, that's as far as I went. Mm-hmm. But I want your honest thoughts. First of all, I mean, not necessarily on sex dolls necessarily. Like, you know, use yours for a little bit longer before you talk to me about it, Rodney. But I'm mm. saying like the one, <laughs> the, the, the piece of the story that comes down to, you know, the connection that is formed, which is something that this movie touches on. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, like, the one guy who wants his ashes buried in the sex doll's head, like, what, what do we do with that? You know, what, what if, like, what do you do if you're, like, if a person who you love and care about, like a friend of yours, then says that to you? Like, I'm going to have this happen. Like, this is something I plan to do. What, where do you go? I mean, I think we live in a society that's more and more inclusive of all sorts of different ways of, thinking about things so i think it really probably depends on your relationship with that person and how comfortable you are being honest about how you feel about things do you know what i mean because if like i feel like if i were to tell you like hey chad i so i have this sex doll and like i've grown really close to it 
and I want you to take care of it afterwards. I, I think you and I have the type of relationship where you'd probably say, I, I'm not going to do that. Like you, you might say like, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to get rid of it, but I'm not, I'm not going to keep it. Are you referencing our conversation Tuesday? Cause yeah. I, that's Yeah. I mean, I, that was Which my is, response I mean, that's you. why I figured yeah. I, I would paraphrase it, you know, not the fact we didn't have to tell everybody it was real, but is this a fine. thing? Is this a thing across the pond? Lyndon, do you hear about this happening over there? Um, no one that I know. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think these it are, is, I think, but the only these, these are usually late night documentaries <laughs> you see on TV. I don't about think these weirdos in uh, Japan or usually right. the U.S. It is Japan, right? It's Japan in the U.S. It is the U.S. as well. I feel like the the advanced sex dolls are very much Japan. And here's the thing too is I think that there are a lot of people in Japanese culture who like work so many hours like that. This is their relationship, you know, like that their relationship with actual other people are replaced. I don't think it's quite as prevalent in the U S for that to be the case. I think when I hear this, it makes me think like, this is somebody who like, if that person were to actually have a human relationship, I think eventually the other person in their relationship would say, okay, well this sex doll is no longer a part of your life. Right. I don't know. Uh, as a doctor, I would prescribe them the film "Her" and say, "Watch that," and then get back to me. <laughs> In terms of, you, you, so you think that you, you envision a scenario where a Japanese man, you know, charters a flight to London, England, and comes into your your practice where you deal with mostly children, and says, "Doctor Linden, I heard from a friend from a friend that you were on a podcast that addressed <laughs> this very thing, and that you may have a solution for me. What what is that solution?" And then in that very saying, specific scenario, I would say, here's a film. <laughs> You'd say, well, you flew a long way, isn't it? Just watch the movie Her on oh, Netflix. He'd say film. You wouldn't say film. Film Netflix. I can't, I can't do it. Anyway, I, I just... Put another shrimp on the barbie. It's not my place to sit That's here. That's Australian. And, <laughs> it's Australian, mate. <laughs> it's not my place to sit here and say what someone with an object should or shouldn't like, I, you know, like whatever, like you make your own, but it, I mean, we gotta be honest. Like the, the conversation of a sex doll is different than the conversation about someone having their ashes buried with the sex doll in an, in a glass encasement, right? Like that is a different conversation altogether. Not to say that, I, that that's where I belong it either becomes, in that, but well, it comes into the realms of abnormal and worrying when the sex doll becomes their most important relationship. Yeah, because I don't think I that's how, I, I like. I think that like you know again like it's not really my place, but just my opinion. I I think that like human interaction and community, like community, like in the community you live, but also having community in your life, I think is is a sign of of a healthy, well adjusted person, right? If someone yeah. if someone is completely isolated, I would feel as though you know whether they have no contact with their family or friends or coworkers, like I would feel as though that person is lacking something in their life. Agreed. And I mean, but I think it also says that as human beings, we grab, we find a connection. Right. We, so we'll, we'll dictate a, you know, so if that is the connection you have, I think the part that makes it really difficult is if someone were to say to me, Hey, I want you to bury my sex doll with me in the casket. I'd say, okay. You know, like, but the idea of like, well, I need you to take care of this for me. I would say, well, no, because this thing doesn't die. It's not like, it's not even like taking care of someone's pet. Well, it's not like, um, what do you want? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you and say that I'm going to take care of this thing. If that's really important to you, I'm not your person. Okay. Aside from the, like, aside from the very immediate obvious differences, there's one thing, I, if we're being consistent, I always try to play devil's advocate a little bit here is that, it, you know, there are people who 
they go to work, they interact with as few people as possible. They come home every night and they put on the TV and they unplug and they just watch maybe their favorite show over and over again. And mm-hmm. like to me, like that's also replacing human interaction with technology. You know, you have yeah, this TV sure. that you that you has become kind of your solace. Yep. And your place where you just kind of that that is who you are. Like you come home and all you can think about is just getting back to being able to sit in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And like there is like there is that, right? Yep. So well, it's, it's about mobile phones as well, isn't it? More right. People spend more right. time looking at their mobile phone than they do looking and talking to other people each day. But the challenge of a sex doll is that it is a personification, it is technology that is the personification of another person. So you do genuinely believe that you've fallen in love with this object. So, like, so, so that's, people, the, place, that's right? the thing that I don't think we spent enough time talking about is that in this article, what it seems to suggest is that there, it's, it's not about like to quote the great philosopher Michael Scott from The Office, it's not about the uh, horniness; it's about the loneliness, right? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. like, if it was just about the horniness, like you, it, it wouldn't have this connection. You wouldn't care what happens post, you know, post mortem, right? You, mm-hmm. You'd want to know. Like in this case, it's it's a connection that has been has been birthed from a, a need driven by loneliness, not horniness, right? Yeah. Like it has. That I has never, to be how I never respect you so much to to quote Michael Scott in such an effective manner. And, um, I agree. No, I, I completely agree. I think that that is, that does make it a more dangerous replacement because I think it's about, it's about the love that it's trying to, that the person is trying to manufacture as opposed to anything else. Right. And it can't quite get anything actually out of a sex doll outside of very functional things. (laughs) Ah, dang it. You beat me to it. Guys, I this is uncomfortable. I feel like we're crossing lines. I just was not ready to hear those things from from you guys. I think we should move on. You weren't ready. I thought we were, I thought we had a pretty philosophical discussion there. That's what you weren't ready to I hear. So. Let's talk about Netflix. Or was it this? <laughs> Let's talk about Netflix. God, that's such a brutal noise to really so, hear. So, Netflix is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a service, a streaming service that you you. I actually looked it up today. You, it's literally just a collection, a library like Netflix, but a library of relaxing videos. So, like it ranges from like a video aerial video view of Central Park to watching someone play Tetris to watching and listening to an oscillating fan. And I got to tell you, the more I read about it, the more I thought. I need this in my life right now. I need mm. Netflix. But I feel like you can find that in other like like the Netflix has a video of like a a wood burning fire mm-hmm. for for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you just explode over there? I don't know if you could hear that on air. <laughs> but he just burped in a way that was as gross as the sound we've been making, Lyndon. It's certainly not as gross as the sound you've been making. Oh god, it's it was wretched. <laughs> Have you, so I also learned today that one of the, the highest rated apps last year from, from 2017 was this app called Calm, which is just, which is just simply like Netflix. I mean, I'm sorry, Netflix, but audio version. So like you pick, you know, you guys mm-hmm. have seen like the rainforest sounds mm-hmm. or things like that, but oh, yeah. this app, which I don't think it's su- super revolutionary. Like there's been calming sounds for years put to, put to disc, but whoever created this app and you can, get ones for free, but then you have to pay for sort of the more advanced ones that they've created. It became the number one ranked app, like certainly, you know, like entertainment app yeah. uh, in 2017. So there is a place for something like Netflix, which is more direct with a smaller library than having to search maybe through Netflix. I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I, you know, the only thing is I feel like something like calm or just sounds is taking a little bit, a step forward a little bit, you know, so at least you're not also being distracted by it. Like I think, physiologically 
and I would be of all the three of us more in position to talk about this than like Lyndon would. But physiologically, <laughs> I feel like the light of like having to watch something is more disturbing to your ability to go to sleep than just listening to noise. Speaking of that, uh, when we first called in Lyndon tonight, he had just woken up from a nap. Oh my God. He was talking like David Allen Boucher on the nighttime radio. This is Lyndon Wells. <laughs> recording live from Hello. Hello. Time for a deep bath. Hello, fellas. And then we realized I he sounded just woke up. He didn't sound as uh, he didn't sound good in any way. He sounded actually quite sexual and creepy. And we decided you need to stop that. And then he made then he made the cheek sounds. Which <laughs> you call it cheek said. sounds? <laughs> I'd call it something else. All right, next story, last story. Um, Netflix. <laughs> does it cost money? I actually it so it didn't. So I thought for sure it must have been. I looked and like I had access to all the videos immediately just by going to its website. So Do I have know, an app for the TV. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I actually didn't find that out. Man, you guys are terrible at coming up God, with these stories. You whole knew, research. You knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah, but you guys are supposed to come with the, if 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 I brought the news story, I promise you I would know that detail. Rodney, you I can't came even... ready with a follow-up question to the argument of whether it was me or a supermodel who spit. If I brought the news story, you better you best believe I would have the information. I am in, I am entertained by the idea that you thought that that was an actual question, you <laughs> or the model for the spit. Yeah, but it reversed both of your answers, so it does matter. Okay. <laughs> Cling to whatever you need to, Rodney. Um, so the, this next story, this is, this is actually one that was entertaining to me. This is a, so these are twins who were born um, 31 minutes apart, but right while daylight savings time was kicking in. By the way, I learned that daylight savings is not a thing in every part of our country. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, it's weird. Is it, I wait, hate it. Is it a thing? What? It's a thing. Is it not? Yeah, yeah. So like Arizona, for instance, like yeah. it doesn't. It, they they don't not, abide by it. So like they are sometimes of the year two two hours behind us and other times three hours behind us. So they're probably three hours. They're now, now. three hours behind us. Yeah. Um, in the past, mm-hmm. before we made those sounds. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. They never have to hear them, right? Correct. Well, at least wow. for the next three hours. <clears throat> um, but so so anyway, so twin, born, twin boys were born in Massachusetts uh, <laughs> right as Daylight Saving Times was kicking in. This is November 6th, so this just obviously happened. Um Samuel, well, should we give the whole name? Yeah, who cares? Samuel <laughs> well, Peterson. a news story. I don't, I don't, like, wait, I don't know what you think of our listeners that, oh boy, well, if we tell them the names, they might go hunt these kids. <laughs> Samuel <laughs> Peterson. Give the names. <laughs> I don't know. Well, USA Today did. <laughs> Ronnie, there are, there are, uh, there are, there are ties that, that, that hosts are bound to that you will never understand. So anyway, November 6th, Samuel Peterson was born. At 1.39 a.m. So, okay, so Sam Peterson is the first twin born at 1.39 a.m. However, his brother Ronan came 31 minutes later, just two minutes after the clocks were rolled back. So despite the fact that Ronan was actually born 31 minutes after Samuel, his time of birth was recorded at 1.10 a.m. rather than 2.10 a.m., making Ronan the older twin. Which just tells me that, like, at some level, at that level, society is broken. Like, no, <laughs> Ronan was born second. Samuel, like, if, if birthright was a thing, like, if birthright was a big deal. Yeah, well, yeah imagine like, they were like, really this point. is a big deal. Squabbling in brothers. Case, if it were a big deal, in, in Linden's culture, it is a big deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's still a big deal in Linden's That's culture. True. What would they do? Do you guys have daylight savings time? Yeah. I need to know what they would do. It's the difference between being king or 
Duke of Sussex. <laughs> Duke, marrying... well, how do you do Duke of Sussex? Well, I don't know. I, great knowledge. I have no idea what that is. Oh, is Sussex a place? Is that the real thing? Yeah. I thought it was Essex. Oh, no, I knew that. Essex is a place. Sussex is a place. Well done. Um, Very good. You. Yeah, you know, oh, that's that... a really good point. The birthrights. We hadn't even considered the birthrights, which actually would be important in one of the world's great, like, most powerful countries, England. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. So, if you think about Good it, like, God. Ronan was born second, but the hospital records indicate he was born first. So he what, then what were the names? king. Ronan Samuel. And, and Samuel. Ronan yeah, is Samuel's more a better name, so. What? I disagree. I just literally said the exact opposite as you were saying. <laughs> I would go with Ronan. But so it's it sounds like the twist of like an M. Night Shyamalan movie at the end. Like, you know, it's going to be like the older twin that did something and then like at the very end you're going to realize that they were born one was born on the like earlier but later or like a a conspiracy where like one twin was shipped off to be like a salt miner and the other twin became king and then they found out no 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 ronan you are no actually ronan's the the fake king samuel you are the king i i I don't know i just for me like I, it wouldn't phase me one bit. Like if I was a twin and like, I don't care who's the older one, but birthright would make a big difference. Like if I'm going to be King or Duke of Sussex, like I want to be King. Literally in, in Lyndon's nation, it would dramatically alter. How do you think that they would handle that? Lyndon, they would just lie about the time that he was born. They would just say that it, it, he was born two minutes earlier, probably. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just to save the hassle. Well, I like the fact you refer to as Lyndon's nation. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you guys, the weirdos over there creeps until i met you i wasn't even completely sure that that place truly existed outside of you still believe it you haven't been there i haven't been there i mean but i've seen braveheart and the patriot you know the two yeah. down at the british and again you also believe that the world is flat right so mm-hmm. well at least 0.01 percent of me thinks that the world is flat which is yeah. a significant amount more than i believed a year ago yeah that's it's an infinite amount more the more i learn the less space in my main, my brain i have for england so i agree is there a chance that we're this could just all be the matrix though? Yeah. It could. Might be better if it were the matrix. Like this is just all some elaborate dream I'm having. I do love that Lyndon woke up from a nap and still has to go back to bed and he's sitting here listening to you talk about <laughs> whether or not you think this is the matrix. Oh man. You best believe he's thinking it too. I do wonder though what would happen though in that specific example we just gave of like kingship at stake. I feel like they would have to lie. It would definitely, there'd be a podcast and books about it for years and years about like who the true firstborn was. And they'd be interviewing nurses on staff that night. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Indeed. (laughs) Wait, well, what about, I mean, twins in general, when it comes to birthright, when was the last time that England had to deal with that? Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) Are you just throwing out the names, you know? Yeah. King George the eighth. Oliver Twist. King Henry. <laughs> Oliver Twist. Uh, Oliver well Twist was a king, right? Yeah. Uh, let's let's say said, yes. Please, sir, right. may I have some more kingship? King Louis the Twist. <laughs> please, sir, can I please have oh. some more royalty? <laughs> right, this is getting uh, overlong. So, Underwatch. Pretty good. <laughs> Quick, I've got one more new yeah. story just to spur in the mix. Oh, God, please save us. <laughs> so you world. guys were talking about Netflix buying cinemas, and uh, when I wasn't on, and we don't know what those are. Subject. We talked about them buying theaters. I remember that. I, oh yeah, 
Anyway, but have you seen that the the new Aquaman film? For whatever reason, they are letting Amazon Prime subscribers they'll be able to uh, see a a preview of it five days early. Where <sighs> what what movie? Aquaman. Oh, a- Aquaman. Aquaman. Um, I. That's a nice little. It's weird though. To I feel like the, the American way of saying Aquaman should be Aquaman, and the British way of saying it should be Aquaman. This feels hmm. awkward. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, you sent that to me, Lennon. I don't really think that that like, okay. So someone can watch that movie five days earlier. If you told me that they could watch star Wars five days earlier, I feel like that would make yeah. a difference. No one cares about the Aquaman movie. That's, Wait, well, but I think who, that's why they're doing did, it. Though, how did, they? how did they make, how did they pull this off? Like they're, they're, they have an agreement with Amazon prime that you can watch. Oh, Aquaman. on Amazon prime, not at a theater. No, it's at a theater. So how did they pull that off? So they were like they're putting screenings on at certain theaters five days before it's actually released, and the only way you can be get a ticket is being an Amazon Prime member, which is similar to what we talked about, Rodney. About like, yeah, exactly. Like Netflix theaters, like if you like if you could get in for free just by having a Netflix account, yeah, right. So it's like that idea, I guess. Yeah, I don't um, know if they can get for free. I think it just gives them the ability to buy a ticket. Oh okay. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I just feel if like it was oh. a good movie, maybe. Like if some, like yeah, I'm an I Amazon think... Prime member, and if someone were to say, "Hey, Roddy, we will drive you to the theater right now to watch Aquaman," I would say, "Who is Aquaman?" <laughs> you did I would say, say that. <laughs> I, I, "Are uh, we bringing snacks?" I would say, "I think, I think this, this where is Barnacle Boy?" This example, as much as anything, <laughs> from SpongeBob. <laughs> right? this, uh, <laughs> by the way, SpongeBob. All the seasons of SpongeBob are on Amazon Prime. Which is the best thing that has come from this wow, episode? Wow, that's pretty good. Um, I think this example more, more than anything <laughs> shows that like it is movie dependent. Like if it, again, if it was yeah. a movie I actually cared about, like if they said like you can see, or even a show I cared about, like if they said you can see the final episode of Game of Thrones five days. Oh, be all over that, right? You'd go. Oh, of course, right? So, but so oh, it's that really, would it's wreck like, it. It's that not, would wreck it for the whole world. It's not the setup as much as it is what they're showing. So I have no You'd problem. You'd have to be the Joker to want that to wish that on the world. Every the world would burn if you let some people get it get access five days earlier. So true. Even to get to the, the theater, people burn. people would be it's bringing true. their actual swords and stabbing you in the back to get in line. That's so true. I I once went to the midnight the midnight premiere of the first Hunger Games movies by accident. I was seeing a different movie that got out around midnight, and I walked out, and there was. So you would expect to come out to an empty theater at midnight and there was just hundreds of people dressed up with like fake bows and arrows. And I'd never heard of Hunger Games in my life. And then they offered me and Colorado Rob a free ticket, this this mass. And uh, we ended up watching Hunger Games with them. And I thought for sure we're going to be sacrificed, or at least one of us will. I, I would have loved if Katniss would have shot a bow and arrow from the sky and just took it right out the eyeball. How you felt walking out is how Rodney feels about most Star Wars films. That's exactly so What right. is going on here? What is this? <laughs> pew, pew, pew. We're shooting laser beam. Pew, pew, pew. Look at my man buns. <laughs> That's Princess Leia. I don't know why she has a man. Man bun just came out. I meant to just say hair buns. <laughs> man bun just came out. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, <God>. Sometimes <laughs> we have great episodes, and then you know, other times. We have episodes. We just have episodes. I think this one is was as good as we've done in a long time. Something we're gonna have that to have a, um, is the greatest part of this episode. We'll have an American Office discussion in a future episode as well. It's just called the Office. Oh, yeah, it's just called oh, the Office. Bro. American Office. The American Office. No, <laughs> the American Office. The only one. The Office with more liberty. 
<laughs> the right the one that made happiness. it nine seasons as opposed to two. Well, as I said, I'll give you a little preview. I will watch the American Office more, but I prefer. I think the other, the British one, is superior. We don't need a preview to know superior. that you're just superior. 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 The British Office Ricky has yet Gervais. to be conquered. What do you mean superior? Shut up. <laughs> Listen, our version of the Office will will get a bunch of willing farmers together and defeat your entire army of wooden well, ships. That's true. So we're ready whenever you are. Anyway, we're Down the Hall Podcast. You can catch us on our website, downthehallpodcast.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Rodney's going to do it. I know he is. What? Yeah, you're holding Rodney, what are, the, uh, what are the aliens doing in their spaceship? I wonder, I hope, I'm hoping that the microphone doesn't pick up half the noises that you've made. <laughs> uh, anyway, we next week we'll be talking about lots of other things, hopefully not as many sexual sounds. We'll see you guys next week. Hopefully more sexual sounds.